Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, the mics have decided that this day is fucking over and they've had enough. I have to say, same. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Pittsburgh Penguins. Three times checking out the competition in one, which is just like great for me because I only have to do this once. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm joined by Jim Rixner of Pennsburg. Jim, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Of course. So in case people forget, which they probably don't, the Flyers and the Penguins have not seen each other since uh, the first two games of the season, both of which the Flyers won. The first one 6-3, to three, the second one 5-2. to two. That was pretty much the first and last time we saw a healthy Flyers lineup this season until about now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how these games go since it's been so long. I feel like it usually isn't that long in between Penn's games, but this season's weird. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you about was kind of looking over what the Pens have been doing over the last month and a half. Normally when I take a look at the Pens stat page, it's like Sidney Crosby one, Evgeny Malkin two. Like that's just how it's been forever. And Evgeny Malkin is one, two, three, four, five, fifth on the scoring list right now. Um, what's up with Evgeny Malkin? That is the big question. Um, the Penguins power play is also 26th in the league right now. It's really been sucking. So that's one reason why that Crosby is like below a point per game, even though he's close and Malkin is way down there because they're not scoring a lot on the power play. So that's hurting their individual stats. The other thing is Malkin didn't play that well with Jason Zucker, and now he got hurt. So now they have even less good players around, so that is going to make life probably even worse. And that's pretty much it. They've kind of shuffled the top six. Uh, They got Kasperi Kapanen in a trade, and he's kind of bounced around lines and been okay, but not really found a home anywhere. And same with Brian Rust, who's good just about anywhere, but he's played a little bit with Crosby, a little with Malkin, but hasn't really settled in for you know, one set role. Hmm. So all that being said, the Penguins are still third in the Eastern, whatever the hell it's called right now. (laughs) Um, So what's been going well for them since the Flyers last saw them? Well, since the Flyers last saw them, the Penguins played 11 games in February and 10 of them were against either the stupid-ass Islanders or (laughs) stupid-ass Capitals. So we we have just seen the same two teams literally for the last month, and both of those teams are pretty, you know, pretty strong. Like, the Penguins have not played the Devils at all this year, or the Sabres, not even once. So it's it's just been, like, the same teams over and over. Um, But it's been up and down for the Pens. Um, Right now they're 7-1 and at home. They're a good home team. Mm. Why? I don't know. They're 4-7-1 and one on the road, so they're not very good on the road. And so I don't know if that's a good thing for the Pens since they are at home for the Flyers for the next three games. But it seems like one game they'll come out, they'll 
play really well. They win. The next game, they just kind of don't really even bother to try, and they lose. So it's been kind of back and forth, up and down, one step forward, one step back kind of year so far. I'm just going to correct myself. The Penguins are fifth in the Eastern Com- Division right now. For some reason, when I pulled up the standings page off of the Pens website, it defaulted to the 2019-2020 season, which makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't it do that? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not dumb. The Internet is dumb. So, yeah, you talked about the uh, special teams, and it looks like both the penalty kill and the power play are not so hot right now. Correct. Is that fair to say? Yes, very fair to is say. Is it? Um, a lot of times, I when things go badly for the Flyers and those departments, I often have to ask myself if it's process. Like, am I mad at Michelle Terrian for sucking? Or is it performance and I should be mad at what the players on the ice are doing? What is it for the Pens? I think both really at this point. Um, just not much has gone right. I saw a stat that of the 20 games, they've given up a, a power play goal. So while they're shorthanded, 15 times. Oh, wow. And that group is 29th in the league. So they're just just bad in all aspects, really. Um, they weren't getting a goaltending until about seven or eight games ago, and the goaltending magically just got better, like nothing. And that's really weird, but goalies are strained. So I don't think they've gotten great goaltending on while they're on the penalty kill. And then the power play is just everything. They can't enter the zone with control. They can't set up. When they do set up, they just pass around the outside, not looking to do much. Uh, they're really missing Patrick Hornquist, who they traded, so they have no net presence. And mm. they just don't know. Like When they get the puck, they don't know, look like they know what they're doing. They just pass it around, don't find shooting lanes, so they keep passing. And eventually they just make a bad pass and have to start all over again. That's basically been the story. So I think the coaching has to help or figure something out or do something different but the players also need to be better. It's just the process isn't good and the results are even worse. So numbers-wise, it looks like Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari have been about equal. Jari, obviously, the starting goaltender. Are you confident with him for the length of the season? Um, what depends It's he's still so young and he's barely played that many games. And those Flyers games at the very beginning of the season that you kind of alluded to went terrible for him. He gave up six goals in the first game. And then in the second game, he gave up three goals in the first period and they pulled him. And probably not so coincidentally for the next two or three weeks, Jari was not very good at all. But like I said, um, kind of in mid-February, all of a sudden they just kept playing him and he kept started playing better and he started putting some stuff together. He made 39 saves against Washington and a 3-1 win on February 16th. And that kind of just seemed to turn the season around. And ever since then, Jari's been playing a lot better, giving up one or two goals a game and having a well over 900 save percentage for the most part. So if that guy keeps showing up, it'd be great. He had a really good hot streak last year for a couple of months. But then when that wore away, he was just average or worse. So it's kind of like since he's so new in his role, really, that I don't really know what to expect. But it's kind of it seems like a positive anyways that he's playing well right now. But for how long that's going to last, I don't think anyone really knows. So Jason Zucker, you mentioned, got hurt. He's going to be out for a while. Is that right? Yeah. Or do we not know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They- say for sure how long but yeah it didn't look good and they said longer term which for the penguins that's mm. that's not a good sign and mark jankowski is also hurt right 
Yeah, he's yeah, he's hurt like shorter term, but he's not very good anyways. <laughs> uh who else is injured? Brian Dumoulin. Brian Dumoulin. Yeah, Brian yeah. Dumoulin's been out for weeks and weeks now, and then a couple other depth players. Evan Rodriguez is out and Yusa Rakola, but they're not really that big of deals either. Any chance any of those guys will be back this week? Uh, I don't know because the Penguins were on the road, so a lot of them weren't. Jared McCann just returned to the lineup two games ago, which was like perfect timing to take over for Zucker. So they just got him back. But other than that, I don't really think so. Like Dumoulin might be, but I don't think he'll play Tuesday and probably not Thursday either. But, but hopefully eventually. Hopefully eventually. <laughs> That's kind of the motto. Yeah, right. Maybe one day it will get better. Maybe one day. So, this isn't really game related, but just because I have you and it happened. Um, how are you feeling about the Ron Hextall hire? Uh, that's a good question. He's he's coming up on being in the job for like three weeks now, and so far hasn't done much. He claimed Mark Friedman on waivers, so you probably know more about that than me because he's <laughs> not playing right now either. Since they got him. But um, yeah, they're just saying that he's, you know, evaluating the team and kind of seeing how it goes. And the team has been playing pretty well, like I mentioned, with the goaltending over the past few weeks. So mm-hmm. that's probably just coincidence. I, I don't know if their focus is better. But yeah, he's, I guess he's got to figure out, especially if the Zucker injury is going to be for most of the regular season or all of it, if they need to trade for another forward, that's good. Yeah. Or what they're going to want to do. Um, that's probably his thing. But so far he hasn't done anything. I guess he's just still evaluating and getting the lay of the land, so to say. So given what we know about Ron Hextall, in the Flyers fan base, we kind of took this as a signal that perhaps the Penguins organizationally were going to start kind of moving out of the win-now mode and into the rebuild mode. And... I feel like when you have two players like Crosby and Malkin, even if he's not playing well right now, when you have two players like that, it seems unlikely to me that you would just decide that you're no longer going to try to win Stanley Cups. But do you think that this team is in transition or are they still trying to win? Oh, they're definitely still trying to win. Uh, they don't even have their first round pick this year. They That was a part of the Zucker deal. And yeah, when uh, they were looking for a new GM, the team president, David Morehouse, made it very clear that they are still in the win now mode. Um, Crosby's 33, Malkin's 34. The real transition is going to be after next season in summer 2022. That's when Latang's contract is up and Malkin's contract's mm. up. And possibly one, if not both of them, might be moving on at that point. So Hmm. I think at least for this year and next year, the Penguins are all in and just going to do everything they can to try to make another run or two, but then they'll really have to decide summer 2022, how things are going and what way to go. I don't know if I can imagine of getting Malkin on another team. That would be weird. That would be weird. And it was hard to say, but um, like before this year, everyone just thought it was business as usual. So I don't know. I mean, there's reports like Mario Lemieux wants Malkin to stay a Penguin mm-hmm. for the rest of his career. Like He's talked like a lot of the Russian guys. He's probably going to go back to his KHL team at the very end for one last victory lap. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like before the start of the season, I would have said very low odds that Malkin would would go to another NHL team. But now I 
I don't know. I I don't. It's it's hard to say because he hasn't been that good. So I don't mm. know what he's going to want or what the team's going to want or it, I don't know. It's just it's hard to I guess project being as the situations change so much. Yeah, I mean, I never thought that Zidane Ochara would be a not Bruin. So I yeah, guess exactly. anything can happen. Okay, back to game stuff. So what would you say is the thing that the Flyers need to keep an eye on in this game? Like, what are the Pens going to beat them with if they beat them? Uh, that's a good question. I guess right now, or kind of what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing Jari get another shot at the Flyers since they did mm. so well against him in the first games of the season. So um, the Penguins are going to need the goaltending to bounce back. And just um, the effort in general general like they got shut out on sunday two to nothing by the islanders and didn't even take a shot on a goal for the first 15 minutes of the game Ooh. so they did not look like they wanted to be there so <laughs> uh, it'll be nice to see i think you know getting back to home i think will be a little boost and for some reason they're letting 2800 fans go to the game starting on tuesday so yeah, there'll be something to, yeah <laughs> there will be fans there i guess and uh. i don't really know what that's going to mean for anything but see so um yeah the penguins just need to play a little better and need to have goaltending i think is is kind of the keys for them so given that the flyers haven't played them in so long i have been admittedly paying zero attention to the penguins until today um how has crosby looked is he still Sidney crosby yeah yeah he's been good like i said his points are down a little from what he's used to because the power plays down but at even strength that line with Jake Gensel and now Kapanen's on it or now Russ is on it actually they've been by far the Penguins best line they're controlling play they're generating a lot of shots they look good so it's pretty much the same just the power play is slacking and Malkin needs to find his way a little better at even strength and then the Penguins like don't have a fourth line at all so that's kind of been their their main problems interesting so I was going to ask you what the biggest weakness is. Would that be the biggest weakness right now? Lack of fourth line? Lack of fourth line. That's definitely one because, like, all those guys are killing them. They're only playing, like, five or six minutes a night, and they have terrible results. So that's up there. Uh, but really, to me, I think, like, just the second line problems in general, like, to get mm. Malkin going, that that would be the one I'm circling because, like, fourth line is just a fourth line anyways. Yeah. But, like, for such a key player to do nothing for long stretches – is unusual and that's what they really need to try to fix. So I'm going to ask you one of those questions I always ask, which is to give me a player that we should keep an eye on that we might not know about. If there's anybody on the penguins we don't know about right now. (laughs) Good one. Yeah. I feel like, especially since they play so much, that'll be tough. Um, Mm -hmm. One player who's kind of been playing well is Mike Matheson, the new defenseman. So he is a player to keep an eye on. Like he's, he's really good with the puck on his stick. I mean, He's kind of like a Shane Gossesbear type player where he can make plays happen. He's a really strong skater and he's good, you know, going forward and playing offense. But then like in his own zone, he has he has problems and he's not very steady. So mm-hmm. he could be like a good or bad player depending on the shift. And he the past few games has been standing out. And the new one, um, the Penguins have a rookie defenseman who's really good, Pierre Olivier Joseph, who got his opportunity to play. And it's played pretty well, especially being just 21 years old. He was a first-round pick from Arizona that was in the Phil Kessel trade. Hmm. Interesting. So, 
Is is March as crazy for the Penguins as it is for the Flyers? The Flyers are playing 17 games in 31 days. Yeah, I forget when it's it started on Saturday. The Penguins play 14 games in 23 days. It is this the yeah, schedule it's, it's, is it's insane. Insane. And I I think this is the, yeah, this is the first time the Flyers have played 3 games against one opponent. Yeah. It's going to be like the playoffs pretty much. Right. And I think they just moved the Saturday game was supposed to be in April, I think. And I don't know mm-hmm. why they moved it up till now because now that makes like a 3-day break for the Penguins in April instead of playing the Flyers like it's almost like they just looked at the schedule and like, hey, you're going to Pittsburgh anyways. Why don't you just stay an extra day and play, you know? Honestly, it probably was exactly that. <laughs> like, you're playing a million games anyways, so what's yeah. one more? I feel like by the third game, like, these two teams are going to be beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. And that's Which, how like, it felt like. I won't hate like it. <laughs> I said, like, playing the Capitals and the Islanders, every single game they play one or the other. Ugh. And it definitely got a little nastier towards the end, like. Just the guys, you can tell they get tired of playing each other. So, yeah, I'm sure yeah. by that that third game, especially if they're not blowouts. Like, if it's blowouts, then I feel like they're just, just like, ah, you know, screw it. We'll see them next yeah. time. But yeah, if yeah. it's close <laughs> games, tight games, like, yeah, could get pretty chippy there. So I want to ask you to predict a score for all three games because that's insane. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'll just be guessing. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they're all guesses anyway. None of them make any sense. Sometimes I get one and then I feel like a witch, but. Usually, totally <laughs> way off. Um, what do you think is going to happen on Tuesday, at least? Given how it's one up, one down, I, I do expect the Penguins to be a lot better on Tuesday than they were on Sunday. So I'm thinking and hoping that Tuesday will be like the Penguins' strong game, and then I could see them dropping off a bit on Thursday because that's just how it seems how it goes for these two-game splits against teams that are you know both in the same neighborhood is that mm-hmm. usually one team wins the one game and then the next team like adjusts or comes back and finds a way to win the next game so that's how I think kind of it starts at least I just thought of a question that I wanted to ask you before the predictions thing yeah we're gonna it's, it doesn't matter no yeah. one cares um <laughs> Do you think that we'll see Jari in all three games, given that there's nights off in between, or do you think we'll see both goalies? Well, that's a really good question. Um, Thanks, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) I think right now it seems like he did start seven games in a row, and he only came out because it was a back-to-back in their last game. But Casey DeSmith, the backup's been playing well too. So, I mean, I think it's going to be case-by-case, like especially – since Jari struggled with the flyer so much at the beginning. But I think if he plays strong on Tuesday, he'll play again Thursday. And if he plays really good on Thursday, I don't see why they would take him out. But if he yeah. slacks or if he lets up, like I definitely I I they will use the Smith for the next game if if they don't get good out of Jari. Yeah, that, I mean that's kind of how I expect it to go for the Flyers as well. Like Brian Elliott's been playing really well. Um his numbers are better than Carter Hart's overall, but I would imagine that if Carter Hart plays well Tuesday, then Carter Hart will play on Thursday. And if he plays well on Thursday, he'll probably play on Saturday too. So I guess we'll see how it goes. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. This whole three games in one week, all in Pittsburgh with 2,800 crazy people who haven't been to a hockey game in a year. Yeah. So that, that will be very, to see like how they pull that off. Would you go to a game right now? Personally, uh, yeah, I think I would, but like, I don't know. I'm 
fairly young still. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not, like, reckless, but I don't really interact with too many other people outside of my bubble or world anyway, so I feel like I wouldn't, even if something happened to me, like, I think I'd be fine with it. Part of me is like, no, I wouldn't do that. That's irresponsible, and we're so close to this thing being over. But then yeah, also, true. like, if someone you know, gave me flyers tickets. I'm not sure I would be able to resist going if I'm being perfectly honest. It's been so long and I miss it a lot. Yeah, I hear you on that. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, because the the flyers might be right behind Pittsburgh because the state opened things back up and if Philly decides to follow suit, then the flyers and Sixers will be having fans in the game. So that will be interesting. Yeah, I I was reading something about that since there's a difference between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh where Philadelphia has like some health office or organization Mm -hmm. open. So I thought they were actually going to be in line to be the first team to get fans back. But Wolf today just approved some Penguins request or or something that I'm sure they're like, hey, we got three games coming up. We need, you know, we want to make money. So (laughs) I guess that pressure kind of caved him in. He's like, okay, fine. But who yeah. knows what happens at that level. I mean, the good the good news is it it means that we're almost through this. And yeah, if it's we'll like inching be, towards return to yeah. somewhat normal, we'll all be going to hockey games, getting bevs, bumping into people, just like yeah. the old days. <laughs> just like the old days, and that too. Like I think that kind of is what's affecting Malkin. Like as you know, emotional guy. Like I think he misses like fans cheering him or booing him or throwing popcorn in Philly, as he likes to say. So I think that had, will kind of help, too. We've had the same theory about Travis Konechny, actually, at Broad Street Hockey, that maybe, because he's been struggling since the playoffs last year. And we kind of were thinking, like, considering what kind of player he is, I wonder if he misses being egged on by a crowd a little bit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting to see how some people are flourishing, you know, in this new situation and some people aren't. And I mean, that that sounds natural, especially like people that run off emotion and, and stuff like that, or maybe lean on that a little more. Like that makes sense to me. Okay. So I'm going to give a prediction for Tuesday. I'm right. going to say four or three. No, I always say four to three. That's such a cop out. I'm going to say three to one flyers, three to one okay. flyers. I mean, that's that. pretty realistic. I I think that could be a thing, but I think that'll be like Maybe. the Thursday. Thursday will be 3-1 Flyers. Thursday will be 3-1. I feel like these games are either going to be like crazy blowouts one way or the other or like extremely tight, like the kind of boring games where no one really does anything and then there's like a fluky goal here and there. Or maybe they'll just be good hockey games. Who can say? Yeah. <laughs> Who can say? You know, playing the Islanders so much, maybe the Penguins will learn how to play boring hockey and oh my God. not even get penalties called on them for some reason. Like the Islanders. It's nice are... to know. It's nice to know that like Flyers fans aren't crazy when it comes to the Islanders because they truly do not get a single thing called. Yeah. Like I think the refs are just scared Barry Trotz is gonna yell at them or I don't know what it is, but like for a couple of the games the Penguins had zero power plays. For one game they had one power play. It's just ridiculous. My theory is that they like interfere with players so much that the refs are like, Well, we can't call all of these. It's yeah. just too many. <laughs> it's too, too many. many interferences. So we can't call any of them. Yeah. We're just gonna let them play like this. It's infuriating. 
I really can't wait till that team isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I don't know when that'll be, but I'm hoping someday soon we won't have to deal with them. Yeah. All right, Jim. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me again. Yeah, no problem. This was awesome. We've got three Penguins games in a week, which is going to be absolutely wild. We got a 7 p.m. start, a 7 p.m. start, and then a 1 p.m. afternoon game, which is always a mixed bag for the Flyers. So we'll see how that goes. Jim, I hope you have fun and enjoy the games. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I already said that. <laughs> no Go problem. to Pensburg. Check out Jim's work. They got they do really good stuff over there. That's where I learned that the power play is trash. Anyway, everyone, enjoy the games. Go Flyers. Okay, we are all done.